Thanks for listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. Hello and welcome to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. My name is Steve Jodrant. Joining me today is Jake Wotroba. And on today's episode, we speak with Joel Soria of Quake's Epicenter to discuss all things San Jose Earthquakes. Now, listeners, we did record this interview a few weeks ago, so some of the stats that get brought up are a little bit dated. But the information and the insight Joel provides is still very much valid and a must-listen. Now, if you haven't done so, hit the subscribe button, leave us a five-star review, follow us at Pod, and go check out yesterday's episode. It was an MLS re-entry Monday. Jake, Armand, and I talk about the hottest issues in Major League Soccer. Now, let's get to today's episode. Joining us now on the show is Joel Soria. You can follow Joel on Twitter at SoriaJoelFootball. Joel is the editor-in-chief of Quake's Epicenter freelance writer for NBC Sports Soccer and contributor for MLSsoccer.com. Joel, thanks for joining us, and how you doing? I'm doing well, guys. Thank you for having me on here. It's yeah, a pleasure. Absolutely. Joel, and let's just tell the listeners how you kind of started your writing career with a, a Reddit message. Yeah, pretty funny. Uh, as I was telling you guys um, – you know, when I was in college and when I was in high school, I was uh, somewhat of a Reddit junkie to keep up, you know, with with soccer news and with sporting sports news all across the board. And was a bit active, I guess, on our soccer, uh, somewhat on our uh, MLS and our uh, Liga MX. And yeah, I just got this. I usually never check my private messages, to be honest with you, because I didn't really even know it was a function. <laughs> yeah. uh, for some reason, I yeah, I was just kind of surfing surfing the app that I was running Reddit through, and uh, I, I found a couple of different uh, private messages from different people who wanted me to write for their website. I remember one was for MLS uh, Multiplex, and the other one was for Offside Football, which uh, is no longer around. And that was actually, uh, the first outlet that I wrote for back in late 2016, early 2017. So I, I, you know, I took them up on their offer. I really did not know what I was getting myself into. I, I didn't even know how to carry myself in, in that sphere. So it, it was a huge, huge, huge learning curve that even now, two and a half, almost three years later, I'm still I'm still trying to find uh, my way into, and you know, it, it's it's not the most common story, but you know, this is the, the it's it's my story, and you know, it's it's made me uh, the person that I am today. Well, Joel, once again, thank you so much for for joining us today. Let's dive right into some San Jose Earthquakes talk here. Yes. Let's go. Let's go back to the winter. Let's talk about the appointment of Matias Almeida. Uh, it was no small deal. San Jose was in an ugly state. The 2018 season, they finished in last place with just four victories, all of them coming against Minnesota United and FC Dallas. Nice. That, that much, I remember, Joel, Jake was going on and on about Minnesota United 
having the ability to lose to the worst team in MLS. Not once, but twice. Uh, the earthquakes were Minnesota United's kryptonite last year, I guess. So, Joel, I guess our question for you is, why were they so bad last year? Why didn't anything work for the Quakes? Uh, oh, man, there's, uh, there's a slew of reasons why 2018 was the worst year in, in franchise history. I think in the entire existence of the San Jose Earthquakes, that dates back to 1974. Um, one of those is uh, the, the internal atmosphere you know, within, within, within the club, it was uh, shambolic for a lack of better words, um, a disjointed locker room, uh, you know, in, in that, that also carried on to the field. Uh, there was also poor reinforcements made by uh, Jesse Fiorinelli and co, you know, transfers and, and signings that just did not, did not, um, make me send you know it, it was it, it was bad it was bad all across the board and uh and also you know as the season went on just a completely completely fractured relationship between uh former coach Mikel Stare and several of his players I mean I honestly don't remember much of the earthquakes last season uh, Jake I mean we barely even talked about them the only times we did talk about them is when they ended up beating FC Dallas and Minnesota United just because we got somebody who covers FC Dallas and someone's located in Minnesota. No, you're right. There was really no reason to talk about him last year. Like you said, four victories, bottom feeders in MLS. There was really no reason for them to ever come up, but then came along Matias Almeida and he was a game changer. Yes. The Argentine coach, uh, Almeida uh, had previously managed clubs who were relegated in Argentina, River Plate and Club Atletico Banfield. Both were led to the top division in Argentina in his first season in charge. He then moved on to Chivas down in Liga Mekis, where he won tons and tons of trophies, including a 2018 CONCACAF Champions League over MLS side Toronto. At the time of the hire, Earthquakes general manager Jesse Fiorinelli said he is someone that knows how to redirect a team in a difficult situation with a commitment to a distinct style of play and youth development. Joel, for a lack of a better comparison, San Jose were pretty much relegated last season based on their performance with the only four wins. And they went out and got a manager that rescues clubs from the bottoms and brings them back up. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, you know, that is Almeida's forte. That's his bread and butter uh, to pick up teams at their lowest points and, you know, bring them where they deserved. Uh, you know, look, River Plate, for instance, um, his boyhood club, I think is one of the three most demanding teams in all of the Americas, without a doubt, one of the biggest, most prestigious teams in all the Americas as well. So, uh, you know, bringing back up the San Jose Earthquakes from from the position that they were in last season wasn't going to be the biggest challenge in, in what has been 
you know, a, a seven, eight year plus coaching career for him. But it, it, it did have its, its, its obstacles, you know, uh, the, the Quakes aren't a deep pocketed team like the likes of LAFC or Atlanta United or even rival LA Galaxy. Um, but, you know, his methodology is, is different and it's based on hard work, dedication, commitment, sacrifice, you know, all these things that the Quakes lacked. The Quakes were, were well, well behind in, in the psychological department. And ironically, that is Almeida's strong point, right? The, that he really gets players to believe in one another. He makes sure that the players are willing to buy in uh, to, to the club's you know, uh, ethos, right? And, and that's exactly what's going on right now in San Jose. And, and, and trust me when I say this, uh, you know, I, I think everyone who is currently in tune you know, to to MLS and and to the sport here in our country, should feel privileged uh, that El Pelado is is coaching stateside. Joel, I want to ask you this: as somebody who covers the team, were you at all caught off guard when he was announced as manager? Like, were you even was that in your mind in the realm of possibilities that Matias Almeida was going to come to the San Jose Earthquakes after he had just spent time with Chivas? I believe in in the fall and winter, he was being linked to the Mexican national team job after Juan Carlos Osorio left the, the Mexican national team. Were you at all surprised by the hire? Somewhat. Look, uh, before Matias came in, there were different different names circulating, uh, and and they were of of high stature. You had uh, Peter Bosch from at that time Borussia Dortmund, uh, former manager also for for Ajax, uh, you know a, a renowned Dutch manager. And then there was also that link between the Quakes and a current LA Galaxy coach Guillermo Barros Queloto. So two big names there of a very very high stature, you know. Uh, very well recognized worldwide. And so, you know, when Matias Almeida's name came up, uh, you know, which which came a couple of weeks after those two names that, that I mentioned, uh, I was a bit surprised, you know, given the fact that he had done wonders at, at Chivas, which is obviously one of Mexico's most popular teams. Uh, you know, I, I thought bigger and better things were, were set in front for him, but he decided to jump on, on this venture. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I, yeah. I, it's kind of a, a drop-off. But what I, I even more fascinating is why he chose San Jose. I mean, he, well, saw, he saw core players that were obviously worth investing into, which I, I found such a – right. I mean, it was refreshing. It's really cool to see, but it's this is something that you just don't typically hear from a coach trying to into MLS. Obviously, there's no promotion relegation, but a team that beat literally just two teams in one season. No, I mean you're completely right. It was it it, it came out of nowhere, you know, and and I think a big part of the reason why he decided to come to the Bay Area was because he was already a bit well acquainted with with uh with the area um you know mexican teams are always coming out to california specifically 
to, you know, um, embark on their preseason tours. So he had been a frequent visitor, you know, he had been a frequent visitor in the last three years that he was at Chivas. So I'm sure he had an understanding. Um, also, my, this is this is nothing new that I'm saying here. I I believe everyone understands it now. Uh, Jesse Fiorinelli's father uh, was was and I, I think is still uh, an agent in Italy. And at, at one point in in the 90s, was one of one of the actually the most prominent agents in Italy specifically, but but across Europe. And at that time, he took uh, Matias Almeida over to Parma. So uh, there's that link there. And and obviously now that you know Jesse is the general manager of the Quakes. He decides who he wants to bring on board. He's the one that hires uh, the coaches. So there was some some mutual understanding, and I, I think that also played a big part. Now, Joel, I want to talk about on the field now. Let's, let's go to the start of the season. They start off four consecutive losses, including three at home. And, and Almeida continued to preach patience, patience, patience. Uh, veteran winger Shea Salinas said something to the effects of he could have come in and totally cleaned house and changed personnel. He didn't do that. Even after losing those four games, he said, this is my group of guys. This team can win games. What does that, what does that quote say to you about Matias Almeida? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a quote that just really embodies, you know, his ethos. Um, you know, in this case, a couple in a couple of sentences, you know, he's he's a unifier. He's a, a a motivational a motivational person, you know, and and he really makes no differences. Uh, he treats, or at least you know, what what he says that he he wants to treat everyone as equally as possible, whether it's his coaching staff, whether it's his highest paid player or his lowest paid player, whether it's the people in the front office, the press. Or even the groundskeeper, you know, it's he he really um, he lives, you know, with that in mind. And and that's that's what he did. He came in and, you know, he saw and he met his players and said, well, you know, I don't I don't make any differences. I think that you guys are capable of of, of doing what you guys don't even think you can do. And uh, that's exactly what they're doing right now. Now, to go back to the last statement I made about uh Matias Almeida and Jesse Fiorinelli's father, who's an agent. Uh, I, I just want to correct myself really quick. Jesse's father, the agent at the time, took Matias Almeida to Lazio, not Padma. I take that back. Just want to correct that real quick. Wow. E- you even self-correct. Man, this guy, Jake, this guy knows a lot. Even even fact checks himself as we go. And but Joel, what's fascinating <laughs> about the start of 2019 is is four you know four consecutive losses. The the and then it's a minus 12 goal differential. And this team of of late has been really really hot. And a lot of it has to do with how well they are playing defensively. They get whacked five nil at home to LAFC March 30th. What changed? You know, at that time, obviously, Matias, and, along with his coaching staff and along with some of the executives of the team were were honestly, you know, really disappointed and discouraged that, you know, things weren't going well. And and that even though they had given these this group of players all their confidence, they they were 
they weren't uh, meeting their expectations. And, and, you know, Matias has also been very candid about, you know, through the press, letting players know that nothing's guaranteed and that if they don't step up to the plate, uh, if they don't step up to, if, if they don't fit the billing, then, you know, the door is open for anyone to leave. And uh, I think that scared a couple of, a couple of players and, and that really, that really motivated them, you know, to, to finally break out of that, that poor mentality that, that they were in for so long. And, and then I guess also another, another part of it too, was that, you know, this, this team was, was learning a new a new and 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 very demanding style of play you know i it, it the the man marking defensively has has been the talk of the year but it, it's it's just a very complete and sound tactical style uh obviously also very very peculiar at least to to those who've just been con- consuming mls uh for years and years now let me interrupt you there. I mean, this obviously is a sticking point is th- this man-to-man marking. In your years covering San Jose and just watching the league, is it a sight of fresh air? Uh, is it you know, a breath of fresh air when it comes to tactically just seeing something different on the pitch? Oh, of course. I, I think I think not only is a, is it a, a, a breath of fresh air, but it's uh, revolutionizing. You know, no one has tried – to integrate the style that Almeida is has shown up with uh, at all. You know, we, we talk about, you know, the big coaches MLS has seen, or at least the tactically sound coaches that MLS has seen in the last couple of years. And we think of maybe Gerardo Tata Martino. We, we, maybe we talk about Greg Berhalter, maybe Bruce Arena. Bruce Arena obviously has a very, a very outdated and conventional style that still works. It still works. I'm not saying it doesn't, but Matias comes from a, from a different school, from a different, uh, different school of, of thought and of, of, uh, philosophy. And he comes from, from a very sophisticated one. Now, a lot of, you, you can really, really relate Almeida style to Marcelo Bielsa's, uh, current coach of Leeds, but it also has a lot of, it has a lot of pieces from Arrigo Saki, who was who was his coach at uh, at Parma, um, and who was obviously I, I don't know if you guys know, but he was one of the most influential Italian coaches of, of in the eighties. He he took AC Milan to return AC Milan to glory. Sorry, and then there's also obviously a, a slew of of South American coaches like Camacho who, who really taught him a lot about the game off the field. So, you know, it, it's just a, it's a very sophisticated thing. And that's why there's been, you know, books written about Matias Almeida, you know, not only as a coach, but also as a, as, as a player, he has a, a lengthy, a lengthy legacy behind him. And uh, trust me, you know, it, like you said, it, it is it is a breath of fresh air, but it's it's also uh, very much revolutionizing. Now, Joel, I was watching the most recent episode of Black in a Sewell uh, last night, and I believe you had a quote that said Matias Almeida's system, the man-to-man marking, is the most exciting way you've seen an MLS team play 
uh, and I can't remember if you said it was this year or in the league's history. Why, why, why do you find it so exciting? Well, I mean, w- w- Jake, l- let's pause there. You said that how is this possible over Tata's Atlanta LAFC's goal scoring streak right now in their plus, I think, 35 goal differential. I mean, there has been some teams that have really caught the attention of not only MLSers, but just globally. I think we need to take into consideration the fact that um, Tata Martino had the most stacked uh, team last season and one of the most uh, you know ambitious and and on a monetary side most expensive sides that the league has ever seen right and you had a, an outline I guess now is becoming a, a bit a bit more normalized uh, you know performance from from Joseph Martinez scoring 31 goals and setting a league record uh, if anything crushing it and then you have uh, this year. You have LAFC, and I don't want to take any merit away. Uh, you know, I, I'm no one to take merit away from you know from from these teams that they've they've played really well, and I, I think the um, the results speak for themselves. But we look at LAFC right now, and you know, if they don't have a Carlos Vela who's playing completely out of his skin you know, scoring 21 goals in, in, in 20 games, and then you don't have that same LAFC. Uh, long story short, what I'm trying to say is that these two teams have depended heavily on a couple of star figures. If you look at what Matias Almeida is doing with the San Jose Earthquakes and you take in consideration the way that their team is set up, the way it is structured, um, you know, on paper, the Quakes are minnows. So, and, and, and that's, that's just a part of it. You know, the, the other side is, um, the, the type of style that they're playing. I mean, this is, this is a, a, a very peculiar style, something that is, that is completely abnormal in this league. Uh, it's a bit more common, obviously, in, in much bigger and, and more competitive leagues like, uh, like Argentina and obviously all across the top five in Europe. Uh, in Mexico, uh, you know, Matias's style really, really uh, bared fruit for three years. It, it wasn't it wasn't until the the latter stages of his stay at Chivas that things started to get a bit complicated, and that's obviously because you know the coaches um, in Mexico they're somewhat of a carousel. Uh, the coaches just kind of rotate, right? They get mm-hmm. fired. They're all about short-term expectations, very high expectations. If you don't if you don't meet them, you get the boot. There's a lot of pressure there. But that also creates this this environment where, you know, managers are just kind of rotating teams around and around. Well, um, that creates even a, a much more fiercer, uh, you know, uh, sphere of competition. So people really got really caught on to, to what Almeida was all about. And towards, towards the end, like I said, they were – they were able to to nullify him a, a bit, but but you know that's that's not the case right now in in MLS and um, you know Greg Berhalter obviously I I think did wonders with uh, with Columbus while he was there, but but let's keep in mind as well that he never brought any silverware, and, and we have yet to see if Almeida is going to do that with San Jose, but to the eye and and even and even to those who you know who are are very keen on on analytics. 
you know, the numbers and the eye tests so far are, are passing with flying colors. Uh, it, it's funny you mention uh, trophies there, Joel, because uh, Stephen has a hot take on the San Jose earthquakes that I want to get to here before we wrap up the show. But yes. I want to talk about players. I want to talk about the ageless wonder, Chris Wondolowski. He's got nine goals in 20 games this season. He had 10 goals all of last season. Uh, Shea Salinas, he's having a career year under Almeida with five goals and three assists in 17 games played. What has Almeida done to get the most out of guys like Salinas or guys like Wondolowski? Yeah, well, I think a part of it has a lot to do with the day-to-day operations. So the way that they train, the way that they prepare themselves um, right on, on the field, also on the training grounds, in the weight room. And then the other part, the, the biggest part, is is uh, the expectations he has for his players, right? The fact that he demands them to to run, to continue running for, for everyone to to. Ca- uh, to put out, uh, you know, a nonstop, nonstop 90 minutes, just full of, full of hustling and, and bustling. And the other part is, is the psychological side, right? The fact that he's given his players, you know, the freedom, the liberty and the confidence to just really trust not only themselves, but, but each other. And that's the, that's a part of that, that family ethos that they've created. So it, it's, it's a little bit of both to be honest with you. And then I, I think uh, the last third also has a lot to do with, uh, with the players themselves. You know, they, they, they well know the, the, the position that they were in last, last season, you know, all those negative emotions that they felt. And, you know, I think the one thing that Matias has been trying to instill and, and been trying to get across is that, you know, a lot of the times pro athletes, pro soccer, take what they have for granted. You know, the fact that, you know, soccer isn't isn't always going to be there and that they need to play, you know, purely based on on passion and on on love for the game and and not for financial reasons, not for fame, not for any of that. You know, you, you go out and you play. You obviously play for your teammates. You play for yourself, your family and, and for the fans and. Uh, it, it seems like all of that has really uh, seeped into to the players' minds. I'm wrapping up here slowly but surely. Question of the day, listeners, <laughs> at Oxiam Soccer Pod. Send in your thoughts. What is the ceiling for the San Jose Earthquakes? Now, here's some fun stats for you guys. Now, reading from MercuryNews.com, Elliot Almond. The Earthquakes are... 9-2-4 and four in their last 15 MLS regular season games, heading into a home match Saturday against the Colorado Rapids. The Quakes, 10-7-4, and four, 34 points, are undefeated in their last eight home matches with a 7-0-1 record since April 6th when, they, when the turnaround began. So, Joel, my, my point being, this is an obviously a very hot team, and we had the League's Cup begin this last week. And Almeida's one of the few that have spoken up going, wait, wait, wait a minute. We actually would have liked to play in this tournament. We would have liked to see how we competed against uh, Mexican sides. And it led me to believe and go down this rabbit hole. And you could call me crazy or not. But a lot <laughs> has been said whether or not an MLS team would ever win the CONCACAF Champions League. This trophy, this 
this big foot of a trophy that everyone wants to see be lifted by an MLS club. And I sat there. I was like, Almeida has the history of succeeding in the CONCACAF Champions League. And the way he plays, it, it seems like it could work in tr- as far as quote-unquote tournament football. And I'm led to believe that in the next several years, if he sticks on with the earthquakes and this project that he seems to be so heavily invested in, I could very well see them have successful uh, a successful run, maybe not to the MLS Cup, but maybe a Supporter Shield or even a a U.S. Open Cup run next season that brings them to Concacaf Champions League and ultimately making a deep run into that tournament. Am I am I crazy to think that? No, I think uh, everyone has the opinion to to dream uh, to dream on. <laughs> Um, I don't think you're reaching too far, though, to be honest with really, I, I personally think that, you know, what with what they're showing this season and with the flexibility that they'll have, um, you know, to add reinforcements this winter and also let go of of players that are not really uh, fitting the profile. I would say that, you know, um cracking into the CONCACAF Champions League or what I think is is the more logical uh, scenario is is making it into the League's Cup. Yeah, I, I think they'll they'll be a threat if they get in. Sure, why not? I mean, my I, I'm not really based on predictions. I don't like giving a whole lot of predictions, but I, I did give one uh, before or early when the season started, and I, I said that I thought the Quakes were going to finish uh, either 7th or 6th in the West. Currently, they're 5th, and they're trending upwards. Um, by the way that everything by the way everything looks at the moment, they, they, will, they have a 79% chance to make playoffs, and they can well finish in, in the top three in the West. You know, it, it's, it's a remarkable awesome. year. It's, it's very possible what's going on right now in, in San Jose is, you know, sincerely historic. Yeah, and, and Joel, it's funny you mentioned their playoff odds as of today at 79% because according to 538 on March 31st, after the 5-0 defeat at home to LAFC, the San Jose Earthquake had just an 8% chance of making the playoffs. Wow. So this has truly been an incredible turnaround for this club. But Joel, thank you so much for joining us today. Please tell our listeners where we can find your work, where we can find you on Twitter. It's the shameless plug. The floor is yours. <laughs> yeah, well, first of all, uh, uh, thank you guys for having me on. Uh, it, it, was a, it was a pleasure to be, to be here and, and conversing with you. I, I had a great time. Uh, for those listeners, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Soria Joel Football. Um, I just started recently at NBC Sports Soccer Pro Soccer Talk, so I'm. You can find me there as well. I also contribute to MLSSoccer.com. Uh, you know, obviously writing a whole lot about the Quakes there. I host a weekly YouTube show called Black and Azul. Uh, you can look at Black and Azul on YouTube and you will find us there. You can subscribe, watch some of our videos. Like I said, we film on a weekly basis either at our studio or on site at Avaya Stadium after after games. And I also am the editor-in-chief of Quake's Epicenter, 
although um, I do have, I guess, somewhat of an announcement to make, make on here. I'll say it here because it, it seems like a fitting situation. I don't know how long I'll be doing that for, but um, currently I, I am the editor-in-chief. Uh, so, yeah, that's where you guys can, can find me. Oh, there you go. A little bit of news from the man himself. Joel, really appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Well, there you have it. Our good, I guess, new friend of the show, Joel. Make sure you catch his work. Very insightful, very knowledgeable. Jake, uh, San Jose, I guess, going to make some noise. I mean, a 79% chance of making the playoffs. Almeida has his team cooking. We read out the stats there at the end. Listeners, question of the day at the Uncle Sam Soccer Pod. What is the ceiling for the earthquakes? I, I don't know. A sneaky team? It's MLS is hard to, to make predictions off, and we're not really in the business to make predictions. But just, oh, for, you know, the, the run of form, it's like how far can this team go? Steven, I don't think you know who your co-host is here. Uh, I don't think you know who loves to make predictions and who loves to be completely wrong on them. Well, yeah, that's question of the day. Listeners at Unc Sam soccer pod. What is the San Jose earthquakes ceiling? And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you it right now. Okay. Okay. I'm listening. I'm listening. This team can compete for MLS cup. Oh, oh, oh. I agree. I agree. Can compete. The, 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 The man marking system it has proven to give team fits. It gave the Galaxy fits uh, a couple uh, a weeks ago. And it I was – they steamrolled the Galaxy. That's That was the impressive part. Not only did they win, they steamrolled the Galaxy. And and, and here's an important note, note listeners. LAFC is beatable. When the light shine brightest for LAFC, they have yet to really step it up. Think about it. The light – were bright against the Galaxy Friday night a couple weeks ago. Bright as they can be, the entire league was looking at Ibrahimovic versus Carlos Vela. I mean, this is ideally what the league wants, right? Two teams, rivals, both teams successful winning on the field, and two great stars going at it. This was this was NBA Friday night, but turned MLS. I think they, they can play with any team in the league with the way that the Almeida quakes, has right? the quicks. Yes. With their man marking system. I, I just think that I just think they're gonna be a problem for teams when it when it's when the season turns into a one game elimination every week. And, and LAFC is beatable. I'm not saying they're they're currently, yes, they're having a fantastic season. and if they go on to win it, I don't think that would be a surprise. But what I'm saying is we should pay attention to when the lights shine brightest for LAFC because LAFC has struggled in those moments. But we'll see. Listeners, question of the day. What is the ceiling for the San Jose Earthquakes at Unc Sam Soccer Pod? We appreciate the feedback, the comments. So continue to send them in. Stay tuned for some more fantastic content coming your way. Follow Jake at Jake Watrova at Steven Jodderant. And until next time. Curb Appeal. You know it when you see it. 
And with the Home Depot, today is the day for doing. Boost your curb appeal with the best brands at the best prices. From new garage doors to colorful flowers, exterior lights to a new coat of paint, inspiration to installation. You can do it or let the Home Depot do it for you. Visit homedepot.com services for more information on installing your next project. The Home Depot, more saving, more doing. U.S. only, see store for details. Of all the sounds you'll hear this summer. This might be your new favorite. They're blending up the new chocolate chip iced cap at Tim Hortons. Real chocolate chips blended into an iced cap for a sweet summer treat. It's Tim Hortons frozen take on a cappuccino. And it just might be the best sound of summer. Hurry into Tim Hortons for the new chocolate chip iced cap. Limited time at participating restaurants.